Well, we're coming to the end this morning of looking at a number of values that might help us put into action our vision of being a church that seeks to reach out and to serve with the love of Jesus and a church that seeks to encourage and enable each person to grow as passionate followers of Jesus. And this morning I want us to look at a church that seeks to be welcoming. Now I don't know if you um, have ever seen, less so in this country, but certainly in the United States, churches have this kind of tradition of putting kind of notice boards out with all sorts of some helpful, some less than helpful signage outside of their, uh, of their churches as a means of maybe welcoming people, as a means of maybe drawing people in. And I just thought we'd have a look at one or two uh, as we begin to look at welcoming as a church this morning. Steve hopefully has got one or two. Don't make me come down there from God. Give God what's right, not what's left. (laughs) Read the Bible. It'll scare the hell out of you. Facebook, you have one new friend request from Jesus. Confirm or ignore. Nice. God does not believe in atheists. Therefore, atheists do not exist. Ba-boom. Dust on your Bible could lead to dirt in your life. Excellent. And we need a little bit of music with this one. Um, I'm also making a list and checking it. I'm making a list and checking it twice. God is also making a list and checking it twice. Love from God. Now those kinds of things, there's hundreds of them. And if you go on the web, you can see all sorts of things. Some of them are kind of just really unfortunate. But all of them are designed as a kind of an eye-catcher. We were talking in church meeting about the need for us to renew our signage and, and kind of encapsulate something of who we are on our signage and we probably won't go down that line but we do need to be a welcoming church and when we looked at these ideas these values back in September at church meeting we kind of came to the conclusion in conversation that we weren't too bad at welcoming folk through the door But we also say, well, we can't be complacent. And we need to be aware that, you know, as we're greeting somebody in the door, we don't want to be blocking the door. And we don't want to be ignoring other people that maybe are coming in. And so we need to kind of keep our our, our eyes on that. And maybe another thing that we, we said was that, yeah, maybe we need to just follow up a little bit better. If we welcome somebody and they're struggling, that maybe it would be good just to kind of make note to kind of follow that up. I want us to ask some questions as we look at this idea of being a welcoming church this morning before we jump into the passage. And you might be thinking, well, what's that passage got to do with being a welcoming church? But all will become clear, I hope. But I wonder, whose task is it to welcome? Is that just somebody's job? Is it? Yeah. Amen. It's all of us. Quite right, it's not just um, Brad and and, and Jenny and Paul on the door or anybody else that's on the door, although that is a vitally important thing. And if you are the sort of person that enjoys greeting people, 
Please speak to Paul, myself, Jenny, to, 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 to get involved in doing that. That's a great piece of, of, of ministry, just to say hello to people with warmth. So if you'd like to be involved in that, it's not the preserve of the deacons and the minister to do the welcoming. Actually, if you're gifted to welcome, then let's have you welcoming outside. But as Lorna said, it's not just one or two people's responsibility to welcome. It's all of us, particularly those of us that are fully involved in in the life of the church, not just as members, but as as regular attenders here. If we feel we're a part of this fellowship, then it's our job to welcome one another. So the next question I ask you, is welcoming just about kind of that 10 till 10.30 slot on a Sunday morning? Is that what welcome is all about? I see some shaking of heads. Thankfully, I see some shaking of heads. Of course not. Of course it's not just about 10 till 10.30, giving people a warm welcome, a handshake or a hug or a big smile or whatever. Another question. Is welcome only for those that we know or like or agree with? answer of course is no it's not just for those people that that we want to say hello to or those people that we particularly get on with welcome is for every single person that comes into contact with us as church on Sunday but throughout the week it's not just for visitors although I have to say we are pretty good at making visitors feel Welcome, And that would be a testimony that many folk on first visit will have felt that we're pretty good at that. But it's not just about welcoming visitors. It's just as important to welcome folk that seem to be part of the furniture to see how they're doing, to give them greeting. See, in a sense, welcome is an act in a moment in time. Of course it is. Hey, Emma, good to see you this morning. Welcome. There's an act of welcome at a moment in time. But actually, it creates an atmosphere of welcome if we are a welcoming church. And that ultimately comes... (coughs) from an attitude of heart. And we need to look at that and remember that. So let's take a look at scripture, a passage that, as, you, as, as I said, might not necessarily jump out at you as, as a passage that seems to talk about welcome, but actually, as you look at it, there's a load of stuff there. I have to confess, when I started preparation for this back on Tuesday, I sat there and I thought, now why in all the earth did I choose this passage? And I kind of scratched my head. And I even went through the other Gospels, just in case I'd written down the wrong Gospel and there was another passage that was more kind of, bing, that's the one. But no, this was the one. And then I kind of read it a few times and and I kind of, yeah, okay, I get it. See, there's a number of things in this passage that are really helpful 
in us understanding what it is to be a welcoming church. Let's start with verse 11. Verse 11, where Jesus and the apostles are withdrawing to a town called Bethsaida, presumably fairly weary and jaded, wanting to touch base and have a a bit of a a catch-up and maybe a bit of a rest. Verse 11, but the crowds learned about this and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. We see in that verse that welcome is part of Jesus' DNA. It's right there in him. His natural disposition is to welcome. As he withdrew with his disciples, was it convenient to welcome the crowds? I don't think so. Was it something that had been planned? No. It was neither convenient nor planned. But did he welcome? Absolutely. So even though it wasn't set up, it wasn't something that he was expecting, he welcomed. And how? The other Gospels, Matthew and Mark in particular, in their account of the same incidents, not only say that he welcomed them, but he had compassion upon them. It wasn't just a cursory hello, an act in a moment in time. But you see there in verse 11, he looked at what was needed. And what was needed was to talk to these folks about the kingdom of God. To show them something of what it means to be in the kingdom of God. And he healed them, those that needed healing. He attended to their needs. He went out of his way to welcome. There's a Hebrew word, which you might know, shalom. Come across shalom? Shalom is a a Hebrew word often taken to mean peace. But it's actually a very rich, rich word. And I think Jesus was embodying this notion of shalom as he met with these crowds in verse 11. See, the meaning behind that shalom peace is the idea of completeness, of wholeness, of health and welfare, of safety, soundness, tranquility, Prosperity, fullness, rest, harmony, an absence of agitation or discord. All of those notions are wrapped up in this idea of shalom. And Jesus, his welcome seems to be an outworking of that, a a desire to, to bring upon the people that shalom. It's used as a greeting, as well as a farewell. And I hope as we seek to be a welcoming church, that we seek to embody some of those things 
that was there. So there's the first thing. Jesus, though it wasn't convenient, though it wasn't planned, welcomed. And welcomed with everything that he had. Verse 12, I think, is just great, though. We keep going. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside, find food and lodging, because this is a remote place. Well, it's a kind of understandable, logical, reasonable response to the situation. You could say, well, actually, yeah, they're thinking about the people and their need for food and lodging. We need to get these folks on their way so they can get food and shelter. Might have been that they just had enough and they wanted some kip and they wanted to get rid of them. But let's just assume that it's a a well-meaning thing that they want to do. But you notice, they come to Jesus and they expect him to do everything, to sort it all out. How often do we do that? Except we don't come to Jesus, we come to other people, or don't even come to other people, we just expect other people to sort it all out. And so verse 13 comes as a little bit of a shock, really. Having been very reasonable, I said, why don't we send the people off and find food and lodging, la-di-da-di-da. Jesus says, you do it. You give them something to eat. Huh? Can you imagine their faces as they come with this kind of plan for Jesus to send them all on their way? You give them something to eat. You do it. I wonder if that answers our question, which we've already kind of answered, about whose responsibility it is to welcome all those who seek to walk with Jesus have a responsibility to welcome. It's not just when we're on the door or when we're in this building, but wherever we are, so important in the stable but not just when we're serving in the stable, but if we're just there for a cup of coffee and we see that the tables are all filling up and we just need to make ourselves discreetly move away so that other people can come and feel welcome. Even if we're deep in conversation, maybe just to look up and smile at somebody in the stable, but actually not just in these buildings, but wherever we are. Welcome. It's actually a showing of a value of the kingdom of God. And Jesus wants us to participate in the building of his kingdom. And so just as he challenges the disciples, so he challenges us. Then verses 14 to 16, I think just tie this together really helpfully. So he's told them to do that. And they said, well, we've only got two loaves, five loaves, sorry, and two fish. Then he said to his disciples, okay, have them sit down in groups of 50 each. The disciples did so. And everybody sat down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them 
He gave them to the disciples to set before the people. See, our welcome as a church involves two things. It involves obedience and cooperation with Jesus. We need to follow his lead and his command. See, most of us can act all nice and welcoming, put on a good front. And sometimes that that kind of is, is required. There are times where you just have to take a deep breath because you're kind of feeling all cross inside and as we've said to 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 folk when serving in the stable sometimes you just have to put your stuff to one side when you're welcoming people and not bite their heads off and so sometimes there is that sense of 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 doing what is right but actually it can all just be an act if we're not careful We need to allow God to guide us, to challenge us and change us so that we're not just acting welcome, but our attitude, our very hearts help us to welcome so that there can be a genuine, ongoing atmosphere of welcome. see here that welcome isn't just about words, it isn't just about saying hello, although words and how they are said are very important. But we need to be aware of what we say, and how we say it, and what is coming from our hearts. Welcome needs to be a part of our DNA, a part of our becoming more Christ-like. It actually ties in beautifully with this idea of prayer at all times, of generosity, of using gifts. All these things are very much tied together. But welcome is so important. So, what will you do to be part of a welcoming church. Where and when will you go out of your way to welcome not just those you know and agree with and like but those that you know you need to welcome? Where in your day-to-day living will you bring shalom to others? Will you bring that sense of welcome, that desire for somebody else's completeness and wholeness and welfare, soundness and tranquility? Where will you bring that? By the power of God through his Holy Spirit working in you not just because you are a nice person but because you're allowing God to shape you and develop you. Let's just be quiet for a moment 
and just consider something of what it means to be welcoming, perhaps beyond what we understood on the surface, and just to take, take note of, of the example of Jesus in the passage, the cooperation with him.